0: The strongest stars have hearts of Kaiba. I'm one with the Force of Forces with me.
1: We'll use the Force. That's not how the Force works. Well, that's we start somewhere.
0: Welcome everybody to the Kybercast. This is episode number forty four, recorded April 9th, 2020. My name is Joe Becker. I'm one of your hosts. With me as always is my good friend Michael Diaz. Michael Diaz, how are you, my friend?
1: I'm excellent. How are you tonight, Joe?
0: I'm good. I'm not excellent, but I'm good. I'm this uh, this is week four now for me, I think. Um, since we were allowed to work from home and kind of stay in, so it's now routine and it's weird and it's kind of hitting me and, you know,
1: what are you going to do when you're cooped up? Only at least three more weeks. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: well, our governor said till the 23rd anyway, so it's only added an extra week. It's not that big a deal. You didn't watch the news today. What's
1: that? She's extended the stay-at-home through the month, through April 30th.
0: Right. Exactly. It was already only to the—it was it was to the 23rd. She added seven days.
1: Right. But she'll add more.
0: Well, maybe. Depends. I mean, if it keeps us healthy, that's great. I mean, they have to do—
1: I'm just saying, four, if we're in our fourth work. week right now and we're just hitting the peak, it's going to take at least that much time to get back to where we were before the peak. So right. So that's at least four more weeks.
0: Yeah. Memorial weekend, it will be.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Mostly. Yeah. But that's why we're here today for this show.
0: It is. What are you going to do with all this time, right? So, Michael came up with a really, hopefully, a fun episode where we are going to pick our top five nerd geek films on Netflix to watch. This is a Netflix only. Because we can get into other streaming platforms later. But right now, for this month, this week, uh, some obviously come in and out um, of rotation as Netflix changes certain things and certain licenses run out. But as of right now, as of today, April 9th, we are going to talk about our top five movies each and throw some other ones in there later on for quicks quicks and giggles.
1: So... I think we're going to go reverse order, start at five and go to number one. And then if we have more time, we'll talk about some other, other films in the top ten for us. But we're going to some start.
0: honorable mentions, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know what? You go ahead, Joe. What's your number five?
0: My number five is The Matrix, starring
1: Keanu Reeves. <laughs> <laughs> That's my number five as well. Is it really?
0: 100%. Wow. That's, That's a strange. How did we... Interesting. So, I mean, Serenity. hey, it's... I did watch it not too long ago. I actually watched it like three weeks ago. Um, it holds up fairly well, actually. It shot it shot well. There's some nuances with phones and technology that it you know, always bites in the ass when you you use what you can. Um, you know, even phones are so much better now than they were in that film.
1: Uh, oh but, yeah, oh
0: yeah. But the story holds tight. It's 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 fun to watch. Um, clearly, a Matrix reboot is happening allegedly, uh, but. But yeah, if, I mean, it changed a lot. It really, it was one of those movies that did change. I don't know if it changed, but it did, it did, It was a changed thought, I guess, is what what I was trying to get at. It changed thought of what a computer is, how you can be plugged in, kind of this idea of what the internet could be if it goes awry in, in, in a way. I guess you could say plugged in is kind of like the internet and who's feeding you the information and what is that information? What can you believe? What don't you believe? You know, in in a weird way, we're going through that now as uh, all this uh, pandemic thing happens. I'm not going to get into the politics of it here, but it it did, it was a nice commentary on what technology can do, I think.
1: But on top of that, it was also, I mean, Not not just that, I mean, it is all that, I'm not disagreeing with Mm -hmm. you, but it was also a nice commentary on the fact that action films don't have to be stupid. Right. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's kind of the rush of action films.
0: The what of Russian? The what? The the rush, as in rush band. Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Of course, you had to somehow relate it back to rush.
0: You don't have to be dumb in a hair band to have rock and roll, is what I'm saying.
1: Right, right. I mean, don't get me wrong. Sometimes you got to be pretty smart to come up with some really stupid stuff. I mean, absolutely. Look at Adam Sandler. The guy is a multi-millionaire for fart jokes. It's true. So, you know, like him, hate him, whatever. He's doing all right. So, but and and don't get me wrong. There is something to be said for big dumb action flicks. One of my favorite all-time films and I laugh at it as I watch it every time, but I love it, is Commando.
0: Oh, yeah, it's hilarious, yeah.
1: <laughs> the early yeah, the early uh, Schwarzenegger film where it is yeah. just, it's so bad. There's so many things they miss, like they wreck a car, it goes on its side, and he puts it back on its normal side, and, and the damage is gone. It's like,
0: right. there's
1: so many mistakes, but that's not what we're here to talk about. The Matrix was fantastic because it's a thinking action movie you can argue about whether or not the the philosophy behind it is bullshit or not and maybe it is maybe but you know what it's it's entertaining but it, it makes you think you know you I remember after seeing it thinking we could be in the matrix right now I don't think sure, we are especially
0: if you're you know if you get into that deep philosophical thing of what is it what is reality anyways every reality is perception period full stop perception is reality for the most part you're right so change perception you know it's interesting because i think there's a lot there that if you could take it all the way through the marvel like to dr strange it's interesting you know there's a lot of ties to me of those two types of movies i mean they're clearly different but it's still the perception of what is real in some of the same kind of tropes in both of those but definitely a good movie. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, I, I would assume that everybody listens. Most people that listen to this podcast have seen that movie, but we're talking about the top five here. So.
1: Yeah. And another reason why I put it in my top five, I mean, not only is it entertaining and you're right, it does hold up. Uh, recently me and my oldest, my oldest daughter, we watched it before all this COVID stuff. I want to say it was around December-ish, mm-hmm. but it was sometime in the last six months or so. And she had never seen it because, hello, it came out in 1999. I know, right? Okay. <laughs> right. You know, it's 20 like year, somewhere know. around there, right? It came out a long time ago. She's 16. So obviously well before her time. Right. She watched it, she's like, that's really cool. I'm like, I know. I'm not going to argue about whether or not the two sequels were up to the same level. But being that it is quarantine time. It's a good series to watch. Not just the first one, but you've got two more if you need to kill some time. Right. So, number five, The Matrix.
0: That we agreed on out of the blue. That was a strange. That doesn't happen. So you got to give me your number four then, since I already... Number four is Solo. Oh my God, it's exactly what mine was. Shut up. (laughs) I swear to God. Swear (laughs) to God, Solo, A Star Wars Story. and And... Um, you put your reasons and I'll tell you mine.
1: Well, you know, a lot of people, okay. It seems like no star Wars movie can come out and people aren't going to bitch. I think the only one that was kind of universally lauded recently was the force awakens. And I think everyone was just so ha- super happy to have oh. star Wars back. And it wasn't the prequels that for the most part, everyone loved force Awakens at the time. Yep. There, I'm not going to get into the other films. We, Joe and I, had gone at it ad nauseum. Yeah. But for my money, and I know it's gotten some bad press, I loved Solo. And maybe it was because of how I saw it. Because we went and saw it at a drive in theater, and I felt like I was a little kid again. Mm -hmm. But for me, Solo is very character rich. I obviously realize that it's not Harrison Ford playing solo. I forget the actor's name. I could look it up, but the important part is he got the tone and the swagger right, in my opinion, that it wasn't long before I forgot, not that Harrison Ford existed, but he be- just became solo in my eyes. So I found it highly entertaining. I can go on and on, but Joe, I'd like to hear why you also picked it as number four.
0: Well, first of all, it's a fun film. It's I say watch this now because it probably won't be on Netflix come the next couple weeks. I think it's the license is running out. It's going to be put over Disney Plus as Rogue One was currently taken yep. off of Netflix. So this might be the last chance if you're Netflix and not a Disney Plus subscriber to see Solo. I put it up here as well, being a Star Wars fan, as everybody knows. I think this is a very underrated movie. I think it's more fun every time I watch it. It gets, yes. to me, it gets better. I think Alden Aaron Reich, who plays solo, does a fantastic job. It's not his fault. He's not Harrison Ford, and it's an unfair thing to put on somebody, um, knowing that it's a prequel. It, 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 it's tough to be Harrison Ford, for crying out loud. I mean, when you're an iconic actor and played that role that was iconic, it's just, it's an unfair expectation. No, I don't know if anybody could have handled it. And I thought he did a great job. Um, the, the film is a bit choppy and I, you can tell that it's been through some things. I think that Ron Howard pulled it through pretty well. I think, you know, there's some editing things. I think there's some stuff they could have taken out, um, and put in other places from what I've read. Won't get into it too far, but at the end of the day, this is a really fun adventure. And I think if, you know, if they could do a series around, the at the end of this film they start talking about you know going to see Jabba the Hutt if they they could do a Disney series around the you know kind of the gangster part of of the Star Wars universe then maybe Alden Ehrenreich could come in and once in a while be Han Solo and do this kind of cool thing where you kind of have the bounty hunters type series That I think it was in talks a long time ago to do something like that that would be cool um, and I think this sets up the, the tone pretty well. And, and, you know, there's a lot of great characters in this film, like you said. Um, I didn't think I would like Woody Harrelson. I was actually most upset when they casted him because he's such a – it's kind of like De Niro now. You like you can't get past not seeing Woody Harrelson. But he did a great job. He uh, really kind of laid back a little bit. He, you know, he was a little more laid back. Donald Glover steals the show, obviously, as, as Lando Calrissian. Um, I would love to see a few more adventures of, of Han with, with Lando earlier on would be great. Um, I think they did a good job. And there's, you know, I won't uh, give you the spoiler at the end if you have not seen it. Cause I don't think a lot of people have seen solo. Um, I think they just kind of didn't think about it. And it was, you know, a marketing disaster. Disney did pretty much everything wrong. Marketing this film that even Bob Iger said he did everything wrong.
1: Uh, and, and then also uh, coming out well just five months mm-hmm. after the last Jedi was probably a bit too soon
0: the most divisive, divisive film in Star Wars saga, probably.
1: I would say it was equally as divisive as The Rise of Skywalker.
0: No, no, because it wouldn't have, it, no. I think it really split people into, I think The Rise of Skywalker is more what you said. It's a little more, I'm not going to, I'm going to say bland in a way, because I don't think, I mean, you can say, yeah, Palpatine, but the story's not really a divisive story. It's just there, but the because of the love of Luke Skywalker, that film made really divide divided this the the fan base. I
1: can see you know? that. I can see. And
0: that. Rise Rise of Skywalker, even people that loved, uh, you know, um, Last Jedi, still liked Luke Skywalker and Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> you know. So that is a, my number four and your number four. This is really scary. This might be the end of the world as we know it. Oh, um, well, I guarantee
1: keep... you, you did not pick the same film for number three as I did. I
0: so am. Pr- I would bet the rest of the three are going to be different. 100%. And if it isn't, then go buy some masks, people, because shit's going to get real.
1: Actually, I, I bet you one, there's one more in the top three that we might share.
0: Maybe. Yeah, that's, that's a good thing. All right. So do you want me to do my number three?
1: Go ahead, you're number three, Joe. Ant Man and the Wasp is my number three. So, I'll, I'll let you explain why, but I it's didn't not pick. Num- I didn't pick any of the Marvel films, and my reasoning well, wasn't necessarily that. I mean, don't don't get me wrong; I like them all. I picked almost all sci-fi films, but the yeah. reason I skipped the Marvel films, I was like, I think everyone's seen these already. And I don't yeah, know maybe. How high the, I don't know how high the rewatch factor is on them. So,
0: well, Ant Man the Wasp is a great rewatch. It's a comedy. It's it's lighthearted. It's its own story. It leads into Endgame, kind of, but you don't really need like it can sit in and of itself without worrying about the rest of the oh, thing. Yeah. And I, again, I put it on here again for those people that don't have Disney Plus that still have Netflix. You know, it's one of those things. Get it, catch it now if you haven't seen it. You, That's I mean, smart. I can easily, yeah. I can easily see. People not seeing Ant-Man and the Wasp in the realm of the Marvel universe that they could have skipped that one, and there goes my dog again barking. It's Sorry. okay.
1: It's okay. <laughs> it's not, it's not okay. I think
0: Michelle does it on purpose. It gets her riled up every time. I'm not kidding. So, um, yeah, and it, to me, it's there's some really great characters in it. Uh, it, it is um super fun. Um, and I'm trying to. Here we go. And man, there's one character in there that I left to
1: in the Wasp. Michael Pena's character is always Michael Pena. Time. That's
0: what I was trying to forget his character's name. Um, He's worth the, <laughs> the watch alone. He's, he's really built that character into something because he does a lot of different stuff. I've seen him in many, many uh, other types of shows where he's very serious actor, very good, but he is, his timing in this is, is phenomenal. And it's a fun chase movie. I, I think it's, you know, totally worth the time to see it again
1: I agree it's a fun movie in fact I mean I'm giving a little bit away in that I did include it in my honorable mentions okay good I really enjoyed the film I, I don't argue with anything you've said just for some reason I don't know why I really can't explain it but I just kind of I shied away from the superhero films and I don't know why it's a little bit of a spoiler as no, that's to fair my other fair. films are coming I have for.
0: no other superhero films left in my top five so. But I think
1: you make a great point in that, yeah, if if you don't have Disney Plus yet and you only have Netflix, and that's why we picked Netflix because Netflix has the largest subscriber base. Mm-hmm. That's why we picked that. As this quarantine continues on, we might hit Disney Plus. We might hit Amazon as to films you should watch there during the quarantine. But Netflix, obviously, the king of the hill right now and probably will be for the next couple of years. So, yes, if you haven't seen it, or if you want to rewatch it and don't have Disney Plus, do it soon, because it will be going away just like Solo.
0: Yep, probably within the next week or two. I mean, that that quickly.
1: Yeah. So watch Fun Solo. movie. Check watch it out.
0: Animal and and, and Ant Man you can watch with your kids. I, I want to get a kids movie in there too.
1: That's a good you, point. You can, I did not pick you can, a kids movie.
0: You, for those that are with their kids, uh, there's another one in my bottom five, which is a great one to watch with kids. I think.
1: Oh, I do have one in my bottom five. That yes, is a kids' movie. So we'll get to that. We'll get to that. So your number three, my number three, is kind of a cult classic, and a personal favorite of mine. That I'm always excited when I see that it's back on Netflix because you know, like anything else, it comes and goes, comes and goes. So I picked it for number picked it, I picked for number three, the movie Equilibrium. Hmm. Christian Bale, Tay Diggs. Uh directed I've by never Kurt Wimmer. You should watch it. Now, now that I've said that, you have to go into it knowing it is low, low budget.
0: It's okay. So is Terminator. That's a great
1: movie. <laughs> it is, but you watch Terminator now and not everything holds up. Eh, you know, close like enough. when Arnold's cleaning out his eyeball that gets damaged, you eh, know. But you
0: know, It's fine. We talked about that. Okay, Equilibrium, 2002. It's not that old. Well, I guess it is 18 years old. (laughs) I keep thinking 2000 wasn't that long (laughs) ago. Jesus, that's really sad.
1: (sighs) Yeah, it's almost 20 years old.
0: It's really fucked up when you... Because 2000 in
1: my head was like yesterday. But
0: yeah, Sean Bean in there. Sean Pertwee's in there. That's uh, Alfred from Gotham, for those that don't know.
1: Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yes, he's them. Yeah. Sean so, Bean, for
0: those that know, is from Game of Thrones and,
1: and Lord of the Rings. Sean Bean, the guy that dies in everything he's in. <laughs> yes. it's <laughs> True. Seriously, he shows up and like, well, you know he's dying soon. Great actor, though. Love him. But you know he's going to die. All right, so I
0: have to look that up. So tell me a little bit about
1: the story. Tell us you don't give it away, but... No, I won't, I won't give it away. So basically, it, it takes place... In the future, it's a uh, dystopia. Long story short is they decided, people decided that after World War III, that people are just too emotional. So we're getting rid of emotion and we're getting rid of art. We're getting rid of anything that evokes a powerful emotion. So so it's Planet Vulcan? What are we doing here? Kind of, but it's like drug-based Everyone is expected to take a dose of this drug called Librium that basically deadens your emotions at predetermined times every day. Like an alarm goes off, everyone stops, they take out their it's like Prozac Nation or something? What's that?
0: Like Prozac Nation or something?
1: Kind of, but more like, so yeah, it, it deadens you. It's, I don't know, like I said, it's kind of like Prozac, but anyhow, for whatever reason, well, I won't give anything away, but art okay. is not allowed but and then this part's a little cheesy you you got to go in with a little bit of suspension of disbelief of course so the main character Christian Bale he's um a grammaton cleric is what they're called he's his job is to enforce the uh destruction of things that evoke emotional responses so like art and whatnot So So, uh, I'm looking
0: up the IMDb. I'm not the budget was 20 million, and I think it grossed 1.2 million. (laughs) Cumulative worldwide gross 5.3 million. So it did not do well at the films at the box. Oh no! It it is terrible,
1: terrible. Okay, I saw it in the theater with some friends of mine, and this is one of those movies. You're you're either going to be like this is a B or C grade movie that you're going to love, or you're going to hate. I personally love it. And, like I said, the gist is, so they practice this form of martial arts called gun kata, which is literally martial arts with handguns. Jeez, okay. It's don't give her, I mean, it sounds so cheesy, and it is a bit cheesy, but within the parameters of the movie, it really works. So I want you to see it. I You're probably going to hate it. I love it, and I watch it. Well, Listen,
0: I give you credit for picking something that is um, not, you know, it's off the beaten path. It's it's it's, you know, because when I tell you what my second one is, you're going to go, of course, because no one can deny this film uh, that I'm going to pick for my number two. It's just you can't deny it.
1: Uh, I've already talked way too much about Equilibrium. I love it. Please watch it out there, listeners, and Joe. I'd love to hear your reaction to it. Like I said, you might well hate it, and I would might, might not. But I'll give it.
0: Like I said, I go into a movie with you know I'm, I'm more open than most people when I start a film. I, I give it a chance. I don't go in and say I'm going to hate it first. I don't know. I'll, I'll I'll check it out.
1: I will say this: so, if you do watch it, no, it's the only film worth a shit that Kurt Wimmer directed. Okay. After this movie, like. It didn't do well, but he got a lot of buzz, and it actually did much better on video. Um, he did a movie after this called Ultraviolet that is complete and total shit that you should never watch. So, Great, I'm glad I'm Glad. To hear number that. two. Go ahead, Joe.
0: My number two is an undeniable classic that if you haven't seen it, you're probably not... shouldn't listen to this podcast. It's
1: Raiders of the Lost Ark. That's a really good one.
0: It's... One of the best films I've ever seen as a kid, it was right, you know, post, I believe it was right after star Wars before empire strikes back, I think it was like 81 or 82, something like that. And that would be after, not uh, sure. After empire, after empire, right around the same time. I know they were close.
1: Very close. Yes.
0: Um, and when I saw it at the movie theater, I mean, I remember seeing it with, with uh, my uncle and, uh. My God, it was just from the first moment, you know, to the last, that that film is just an incredible ride. One of the best Steven Spielberg films I think ever in terms of adventure, fun, um, iconic themes that the characters, I mean, Indiana Jones is a, is a it's really not much for to talk about. Everybody knows this. If you haven't seen it, this is also a great one to watch their kids too. It's totally yes kid family friendly and you can watch the rest of them and that's fine it's not about the whole all of them but it's this particular movie just unpacked so many things for me it was you know adventure i mean how I mean, who didn't want that hat after seeing that movie when you're a kid i mean everybody wanted that hat um, i have
1: one i have one now it does not look i do not I, mean, it I do does not, does not have one good. now good.
0: uh but my god it was just so good it was so much fun uh, top to finish it all, when you bring in religion stuff into it and you you know you're brought up in certain religion or whatever you, you know that kind of fades into it so there's a breath of believability you've got Nazis I mean what better bad guys are there than, than you know to go after the you know the Nazis and just an incredible fun George Lucas at his best with coming up with a story uh, again I don't know how long these will be on Netflix either I wanna assume that since it's a Lucas film that there'll be a Disney Plus at some point Yes. So again, you know, I'm I'm picking all these things before you have to pay for Disney Plus, shows you how much I actually like Disney stuff, and I, I didn't know. Well, I shouldn't say Disney at the time; it wasn't Disney when this came out, obviously. But they're they're buying all the content, so and all the content that I particularly kind of like. So uh,
1: correct. This was this was originally put out by Paramount. Yep. yep. Which Just is put, now part of the. V- it was a Lucasfilm
0: though. It v- was yeah. it was distributed oh, right. by Paramount it was Lucasfilm yes. but it was distributed by Paramount
1: right technically uh, all Lucasfilm Lucasfilm films are independent they films they are yep I guess But he, he doesn't get rich
0: well he doesn't get credit for well it's not about being rich he just doesn't want to deal with anybody so he puts up his own money and he can lose it too no I, mean, I
1: understand that but it's easier to put up your own money when you're rich
0: yeah but he didn't he wasn't <laughs> rich after Star Wars believe it or yeah, not yeah he was
1: he, he nah, held on he to the he put it
0: all uh, in the Empire, empire. He put everything he had in Empire, he made nothing, basically, off Star Wars until after Empire hit, then he was really loaded because he got, well, you know, he got the merchandising pretty, deal. Yes. Yeah. But he put it all into... Uh... Anyways, you can't deny me Raiders, right? That's a great number two. No,
1: that's a great movie. and it, You're right, it's a good family film. I, the only caveat I will say is uh, that end scene, obviously. Remember how much that messed you up as a kid back then? It did. It did. I mean, you kind of watch it now was and... It, it was, it looks a little bit fake. It's not bad. I mean,
0: you know it's eighty one, but it's
1: not bad. It's I'm no, worse. Remember how mind blowing and how how violent it was when you were a mm-hmm. kid and now you watch it and it's kinda it's kind of tame just book. because yeah. special effects have come so far, but at the time you're like, Oh my god, did you see that guy's face melt?
0: Yeah. Hey, listen, you know, as a side note, I still get I'm still surprised at the end of at, not the end, in um Oh my gosh, my head just went blank. But in Star Wars, the... Uh, oh my gosh, what's my... My head is bad. I'm going to have to edit this out. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, the third... Number three.
1: Return of the Jedi. No.
0: Episode three. Revenge of the Sith. Revenge of the Sith. Holy crap, man. My head is right. bad. I better start taking some... Are you have a or show? Some show. Maybe when he cuts off Dooku's head that was actually it's still pretty startling and they show it the head rolls and the head rolls that's pretty eh, for kids you know it's pretty anyways that's a weird tangent but But they always got a PG-13
1: yeah
0: well I don't think PG-13 existed in 81
1: no PG-13 did not exist
0: until what movie helped bring it about oh geez, I'm gonna remember when you tell me but I forget
1: The Temple of Doom Oh, was it
0: Temple of Doom that brought Temple of Doom was the one that
1: that created Because, yeah, ripping the guys you know, Ripping people's hearts out That was a little Mm -hmm. bit beyond PG
0: Yeah, that was a scary
1: That was a good movie too
0: And they're all on there, by the way If you want to watch the Raiders series They're all on Netflix right now Again, don't know how much longer
1: Um, Indiana Jones series Yeah they're all there. So that's my number two. What's yours? My number two is Christopher Nolan's Inception.
0: I almost put that in my top ten and I pulled it out. So it didn't make the top ten, but it was it was I, I threw some other ones in there.
1: I rewatched it recently, like within the last couple of days. That's kind of what got me. That's what created this whole topic. Yep. I saw it was on there, started watching it. The first 15 20 minutes is strong. I mean, it really builds the whole concept of the movie right there. We're like, oh, these people are in a dream. And then within that first 15 minutes, it kind of turns the tables on you like they're in a dream within a dream. Which I just realized if you've never seen the movie, well, I haven't spoiled anything too much yet. Just know. I still haven't decided if I like that movie. Really? (laughs) I mean, I do and I don't. I mean, I don't know. I remember very distinctly the night I went and saw it almost 10 years ago. Now, part of that's the movie. Part of that's also what happened that night. My uncle died that night.
0: So. Oh. Yeah, yeah, it's different.
1: So it's kind of etched in my mind, but the reason... So this is kind of fucked up. I, my uncle actually died in the hospital, and I had tickets to see the movie, and I was going to cancel the tickets, and then he passed, and I was like, well...
0: What are you going to do? I right? can still
1: go to the movie, right?
0: Well, I mean... It's a nice way to forget, too. It's the, uh, well, yeah, you know. yeah.
1: I mean, it was no disrespect, but I mean, at that point, there's nothing I could do anymore. There's no reason do. to hold right. the vigil any longer. Anyway, I mean, long story short, I gotta... um, saw the movie 10 years ago. It blew my mind, and it kind of became... I really got into the movie for a long time because there was such a debate after the film came out as, as to what exactly happened, and I won't say any more right. about the film. Obviously, it came out 10 years ago, but if you haven't seen it, Check it out. It has to do with dreams. It has to do with now. It's not like like you know. I'm making it sound stupid by saying it's about dreams, but the the gist is Leonardo Di, Leonardo DiCaprio and his team are the best team there is at being able to get into someone's head while they're dreaming and while they're sleeping, and extracting information that they want to keep hidden. They're like corpi espionage that way. The twist in this movie, which I'm not giving anything away as part of the description, is that they are hired instead to go in and insert an idea into someone's head. And that's what the whole gist of the movie is. Can you create a fully formed idea and insert it into someone's head, or as they called it, inception?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So, great cast. Great cast, great score. I mean, anything, I mean, it's Nolan. So after seeing his Dark Knight movies, you know, the the second of which is one of the best films of all time, in my personal opinion, this is up there in my personal allotment of movies or my rankings Mm -hmm. of movies. And I watch this movie a lot. I'm going to shout out to my former sister-in-law because when I was getting divorced 10 years ago, this is when this movie came out, after it came out you well, had a lot it. going on you had a lot you had, had a lot going on. on 2010 was a busy year for me <laughs> but I still hang out with my sister-in-law we are still good friends to this day but there was a period of time when she would come over we'd hang out we'd drink a bottle of wine and watch Inception until she fell asleep and <laughs> oftentimes crash on my couch we're still good friends she's wow. great people but so maybe there's a little bit of a personal aspect to this movie as well yeah just you know it's it's a great movie, and I'm I'm glad I watched it again recently. It's just I think it holds up.
0: All right. So am I give my number one first? Is that what's happening?
1: Go right ahead, Joe. I'll give you your number one.
0: All right. This is one of my all time favorite films. It is Bar None, one of the best art directed movies in the history of my lifetime.
1: This is quite the buildup.
0: It is if you watch it today, as you should, and when I want to tell you, it holds up tremendously. It is very timely in terms of story. If you're listening to any of our podcasts lately, and that movie is Blade Runner. It's on Netflix right now. Bar none, one of the best films. Great, I mean, impeccably directed by Ridley Scott. The art direction is one of the greatest. Sid Mead, who used to do a lot of uh, art direction, not art direction, but but concepting, is was behind this in terms of future. And I don't think anything's ever been better of portraying what a future might look like. And I think we're getting close to this. Unfortunately, um, yeah, maybe some of the fashions might be a little bit strange in there. But at the end of the day, I think this is one of the one of the best movies ever made in terms of sci-fi world and talking about replicants, replicant rights. What is a, a, as that's the term for Android, so to speak, we just had a big discussion about that with Picard. So it's a theme that's been around for quite a long time, even though the movie came out in 1982. Um, I I defy anybody to tell me that this, this film doesn't hold up. I mean, I think it's just, it's just so damn good. So good. I I mean, the color is just unbelievable. In, in the film, even though it's dark, a lot of it, but it's just even the tech still doesn't look old to me when I watch it. And maybe I'm watching it because it, when every time I see it, I see it through that, those eyes again, just much like I watch star Wars. But I, I think the tech in the film doesn't get like in matrix. You just know it's a little bit off. Like the phones are bad, but in this film, it doesn't even, it never, it never kind of shows that card.
1: It's just a, it's just different. So great, great film. No, you're right. It- It does hew a bit close to home at times. I mean, it's funny because the movie actually, we've surpassed the time of the movie. I believe the movie started in November 1999 or November 2019. 2019, yep. So it's kind of weird because they're so far advanced in that film and we're obviously not there. But there are some things that are interesting in that uh, Ridley and the screenwriters kind of foresaw a. Increase in Asian culture, mm-hmm. um,
0: cramped. You know, cramped areas of... very
1: much so. Yeah, you know, cities are definitely, definitely cramped. And though he got it a little wrong, he did uh, put in there a bit of climate change. Mm-hmm. We're showing you know Los Angeles always wet and rainy and cloudy. Yep. Now that's obviously not how it's turned out. It's actually, unfortunately, California has gotten a lot drier.
0: Right, but right. well, we affected
1: weather as people, basically. Right, I mean, that's right. Basically so the only he, thing. he got the larger things correct, missed out on some of the you know the, the specific parts, but he was on the right path.
0: I mean, just the opening scene of where they're interviewing the the you know when he's interviewing the, the character and he ends up being a replica that they chase and everything. But just man, to me, I think it's amazing film. Rutger Hauer is like. Phenomenal in this film. I mean, oh, he
1: is without a so doubt so damn good. This is the best film that Ru- the Not the best film. The best performance that Rutger Hauer ever gave in any film.
0: Yeah. If anybody, I don't know if anybody reads or the Anne Rice novels of you know the the, the Vampire film, but like that's what, what I pictured Lestat to be was was that Rutger Hauer character and
1: um, which was Roy Batty in. in Correct me in if I'm War, wrong, too. but I, I I've read. Uh, a few of those Anne Rice novels. And I believe, I thought somewhere she said when she wrote them that he had, she had Rugger Hauer in mind. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> That's funny. I, e- either what, what she put... said that, or she thought about him as being a Lestat after the, you know, at some point, obviously he aged out of it. Uh, yeah, yeah. As people do, but yeah, that is by far the best performance. I think Rucker Hauer has ever put to film. Now I will say I this, think this is film changed memory.
0: science fiction though. It's not your number one. I think this film really influenced science fiction from here on. out. Oh. there was so much after this.
1: It's no it so influential. No disagreement. But here's okay. So I'm gonna counter just a little bit. I mean, even they got the haircut
0: to... right. Harrison oh, yeah. Ford's haircut is pretty spot on for right now. If you look at what people right? wear, <laughs> it's pretty dead on. I wonder who the hairstylist was. That that that, that uh, guy or gal nailed it. Sorry, I'm go gonna ahead, cut this, you up.
1: No, you're fine. Um, I'm gonna say this movie does get a lot of a lot of credit. So much credit for being one of the first lived in like the dirty used future. I think is the kind of the well. He was definitely of.
0: he was definitely influenced by George Lucas, and if you asked, saw interviews with him, that's that Star Wars changed everything for science fiction for him for Ridley
1: Scott. But he, but even I mean. Yes, Star Wars shows, you know, with you know Luke on the farm and all that stuff. We just and lived in uh, lived dirty. in, yeah. lived in, yes. But I think we, but Star Wars still has that, you know, the epic quality about it. You know, like mm-hmm. the knights in shining armor with the Jedi and stuff like that. It still mm-hmm. has that part, and you see the Empire, and they're all very clean and yada yada yada. Yep. But yes, there is the lived in portion as well. My argument is not. not saying that we don't see that in Blade Runner, but we actually saw it first in Alien, which was also directed by Ridley Scott. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just saying that Blade Runner gets a lot of the credit, but I think Alien deserves more than it gets. Yeah, I mean, that's that's a fair thing. That's all. Uh, Now, I'll say this about the film. I need to watch it again. I think I've seen it once or twice. And the last, I, I the saw direct the director's cut is the
0: one that's up there now. I believe
1: that's why I want to see it. I want to see it and like be alone and just take it in and see what it is because I saw it in the theater during one of the re-releases. And I mm-hmm. want to say it was one of the Ridley Scott cuts because there's been so many cuts to this film. Now it's hard to keep track. I didn't yeah. see it. During any of the original cuts or any of the original releases that had the voiceover. And I'm glad I didn't because everything I heard was that the voiceover was bad. Yeah, it was. I never saw that version. I saw a director's cut of some sort that came out, I want to say, in the 90s when I was in college. Mm -hmm. And I enjoyed it. But for me, because by that point it had become such a cult classic and it had become this I don't know it's it's so seminal and it's so big and it's so hyped now I think I was a bit overhyped so it's hard now for me to watch it with just that critical eye and appreciate it like you have Joe right because I think I was expecting more so I'm I I have it on my list as well it's it's called the final cut so I think it's no, I, I believe you're right. Like, I believe this is yeah, yeah the final. They're not going to mess with it anymore. <laughs> yeah. yeah. This one just actually for me them. just missed the top five. For me, I put it at number six. Gotcha. Because I want to rewatch this final cut. I want to see it again. So that's on my list to do during this quarantine myself. So I don't necessarily, I'm not I'm not arguing at all that it should be on this list. I'm glad you yeah, picked yeah. it as number one because it is a seminal sci-fi flick it is a huge geek movie and how sad
0: I, are my picks that like three of them actually revolve around Harrison Ford in some way shape or form
1: <laughs> <laughs> now that I look at it <laughs> three out of five you're right and it's, it kind of blows your mind too that this movie like he did Empire
0: yep then he did this and then
1: Raiders and then Raiders, Raiders, Raiders was before
0: this this was 1982 is when this came out so he was okay, yeah. he was he was flying man he was doing
1: everything yeah, so that's a great pick, Joe. I, I can't argue your pick. That's a fantastic selection. All right, what's your number one? I went a little bit left of center again. My last one is the movie Moon by Duncan Jones. Oh, I don't, I don't know that one. See, again, you, you're you're
0: deeper than I am. Moon. Moon. You you haven't seen it? No, I have no idea what it is. Two thousand
1: nine. Yeah. By far, one of my personal favorite movies of all time.
0: Obviously, really? I put it
1: here at number one. It, I think you'll like it, Joe. I'm not going to ruin anything. I'll give you a brief synopsis. It's a intimate film. There's one person in the movie. That's it. Kind of like 2001. So Sam Rockwell. 2001. What's that? 2001. Sam
0: Rockwell is the person?
1: Simon Rockwell plays a character who he's the sole member on this lunar station that is, I think the whole, I think he's, they're mining something. I want to say it's called Hydrogen 3 or something. Anyhow, he's in charge of this mining base. It's like a three year or something stint. And then he gets to go home. So he's basically just making sure everything runs smoothly. There's He has a robot companion who is is voiced by Kevin Spacey.
0: Uh, Am I allowed to watch it then?
1: Yes, because it's Kevin Spacey as a robot, not as the horrible pervert that he is. Okay. (laughs) Um, It's an acting tour de force. This is, don't get me wrong, Sam Rockwell, I think, is a fantastic actor. Yeah, he's good. This is probably his, if not his best, one of his best roles ever, and a reason I think you'll like it is because it's it's a small sci-fi film, it's not a huge budget budget, and Duncan Jones, who if you don't know, is actually David Bowie's son. Oh, you um, know? That. Yeah. What he did was, he decided to try and make this sci-fi film. Like a sci-fi film from the late '70s, early '80s. So wherever he could, he used practical effects. It feels and 2001
0: from what you're telling me. Feels very 2001.
1: Not quite that. It's it's still cerebral. I'm not going to say it's not. I enjoyed 2001, but 2001. It's. it's there was one person. In, it was one
0: person in space, and he had an AI. Right that's what it's I mean that's I'm just from
1: reading I don't know if the story plays out that way but not quite but 2001 I mean it was Kubrick being Kubrick it's very Kubrick in that manner and that it's kind of a mind fuck and all kinds of weird spacey weird imagery at the end and right I highly suggest you watch this I won't say anything more about the film I love it and it's absolutely fantastic
0: cool there you have it. My number one is Blade Runner, and yours is Moon. Those are the number ones.
1: We want to get honorable
0: mentions. I don't want to rip through. I don't want to talk and you know super long on each one of these. Otherwise, we should have had them in our top five. Correct. So one of my quick, real quick hits is another. Uh, and I guess I really, I really go from left to right in terms of family movie and not family movie. So this is a family one. I loved it when it came out. I don't know if it holds up. I haven't watched it in a very very long time. Um but it has the voice of Sean Connery as Dragonheart as the dragon. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's on there. And that's a fun. That's just a fun film. Dennis Quaid, I believe. I have to look up
1: the Yeah, ID. you're right. It's been uh That's 100% Quaid. You're right. It, yeah,
0: and I just thought it was a fun movie when I was a kid. I remember. I loved See, I liked uh well, I wasn't a kid. I was, you know, it's nineteen ninety six. was twenty six years old, but it's still a kid. Um, <laughs> but it was a fun movie, and I, you know, again, I'm, uh, I like fantasy. You don't, I know that, so it might be a tough one for you. Uh, but you know, fun film. To be honest, I've never seen it. You've never seen it. It's fun. It's just basically, it's the last. There's one dragon left, and, and there's a dragon slaying knight, and uh, you know, they kind of have to team up in a way. It's, it's just, it's just a goofy little it's 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 like lassie with a dragon you know but it's what dennis quaid yeah i know i, I know that just basically
1: isn't yeah. like they're basically like con men isn't like dennis quaid like he's the dragon slayer and him and the dragon fake it and yeah they do some things. villages a
0: little bit yeah okay but it uh it gets into other things it's it's a fun movie i think kids would like it especially if you have you know 10 to 12 13 year old kids i think they would enjoy it it's a fun one what about one of your honorable mentions
1: um, well, as I said, for my number six, I had pl- picked Blade Runner, so I just missed the top five. All right, well, we talked about um, that one. I'm going to go family on this one. Uh, I didn't I mean, didn't make the top five, but for me, number seven I put was Back to the Future.
0: Well, I, you know, I was going to put that, but they only have Back to the Future three on there. They don't have all of them. I oh, know. I thought I saw the
1: original. My, my it bad. was there a couple days ago, but now it's not. Oh, then I'm sorry, then since i started making this list it has dropped off then yep i'll have to remove it i apologize listeners it was there a few days ago i didn't look to see when it was dropping off so because i may have put that in top five
0: i may have put that in top five if it was up there because i was looking for it they may have taken um ant-man and the wasp out or something like that
1: i don't know well then i never mind that one it's gone
0: it's gone right go down your list real quick what's another one ex machina i
1: put it number eight
0: yeah, I, I did watch that. I did. It didn't make my list at all,
1: but I've seen See, it. I heard a lot of buzz about it, and I tend to like these little um, culty—not culty in how they are, but I love mm-hmm. these acclaimed but hardly anyone saw it sci-fi films. Right, and for the, it was Ex Machina, and absolutely loved it.
0: It—it's yeah, fun. It's good. Well, not fun, but it's a good movie.
1: Well, the director and writer, Alex Garland, he comes up with some really weird shit. He also did a... Shit, what was that movie with um, Natalie Portman? Annihilation. Did you ever mm-hmm. see that?
0: Uh, No.
1: It's just weird and fucked up. Not well, as... For you, many,
0: ri- for you Rise of Skywalker fans, you will see Oscar Isaac and Domhnall Gleeson in there.
1: Yes, yes. Um... I also picked Snowpiercer as number nine.
0: Wow. That's a happy one. They're making a, they're, there's going to be a series of that somewhere.
1: Yeah. I think TBS is doing a TV show. Is it TBS? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Have you seen it? Yep. Absolutely. It's interesting. Interesting way of cast system. Yes. You know?
1: And then for running out my top 10 was Her by Spike Jones.
0: That's funny. I had that as well. That was my last one. Actually, it was my second last, second last one. The other ones I had, Uh, the other ones I had were uh, Sin City. Love that film, Frank Miller's Sin City. Yeah,
1: yeah.
0: In terms of comic, I was trying to think of a good comic book movie. That's not. That's a. That's a damn good comic book movie. Really done well. Just phenomenally done.
1: It's a comic book movie. You don't really realize is a comic book movie. I mean, I get that it is kind of filmed like, but it's actually shot
0: like one. But it was. I mean, it's a. It's a Frank Miller.
1: You know. Yeah, it's got that very distinct style. It's very noir, like it's noir to the extreme.
0: Right, but I mean, it's off his graphic novel, so it's basically yes. the same. And you know, just I may just watch that again tonight. That feels like something to watch. But there's so many good people in this film. I mean, man, tough, tough not to. It's just done,
1: done so well. If so I remember well. correctly, instead of doing storyboards for the movie, they just used the graphic novels. Yep. Like yep. we don't Let's need a storyboard. That. Here's the story. This is what we're going to film. Yeah.
0: Mickey work is so good too. And let's see what the other ones were real quick. I had a uh, minority minority report is a fun one. Again, it was one of the kind of a future thing. And I did that because it really changed interface design. Believe it or not. It, it, it really showed people of like gestures and swiping and things like that. That didn't exist. That stuff didn't exist when, when we didn't, you know, we didn't have that stuff. In, we're getting you know, there, though. We're getting there, but even with phones up, down, left, right, using your hand is it was an amazing. I mean, they they, it's one of those films where like, oh, I didn't know I wanted that, so now invent it. You know what I mean? Exactly. It, it's, it's what good science fiction does. It puts some. It puts something in the mind of somebody. then end up making it for
1: real. You know, it's kind Kinda of like our suggestion. Going back to the Star Trek and the communicators, boom! That was yeah. what a. That's what the motor motor roller razor was, you know, twenty years ago.
0: Yep, And then my last one on my list was just giving Netflix a little love. It was a Netflix original film. I thought it was going to be horrible. It was basically a ripoff of another film, but it's with Will Smith. It's called Bright.
1: You know what? I hemmed and hawed so much about putting Bright on there.
0: But it's basically a ripoff of, of um, I'm trying to think of that James Con film that they ended up making a TV show. Was it? Not V, but... Alien Nation alienation it was basically alienation
1: but fantasy yeah you know,
0: right exactly oh my but God, I, I had didn't
1: think of that. you're 100 right
0: <laughs> but it was fun it's the same i, I, I movie. actually enjoyed it. it's the same movie but uh i did enjoy it because i will smith and in um joel edgerton if you guys know again from star wars uh the um he played uncle owen at the end of revenge of the sith if you want to know who that is? Yeah. Good film. Feel- I mean, fun, Like I just gave it. I I had no. It was one of those days I watched. Like when it first came out, it popped up. Like eh, I like Will. I like Will Smith personally. I think he's. I like watching his stuff. So I threw it on there. Is it great? No, but it's fun. It's a fun two hour. It's you know, movie. It's
1: worth the time. Yeah. You know, it's David Ayer, the same guy that did Fury, mm-hmm. and who also did uh, Suicide Squad, which. I don't blame him for the failure of Suicide Squad. That was obviously taken out of his hands and edited by committee by the by the massive conglomerate of DC and Warner Brothers. So I would right. I would like to see Ayer's r- original or rough cut of Suicide Squad. I bet you it's a better film. Maybe, maybe,
0: maybe. So there you have it. That was our top ten. Of course, Arlo, we had a lot that were the same, which I guess you kind of would. There's not there, there. There's a a large sum of sci-fi stuff, but it is. There's a lot of really bad. St- well, I shouldn't say really bad stuff. I wouldn't even watch for some reason. It just doesn't look like it's gonna grab you. But there's some there's some really good nuggets in there. I think you know it's w- worth the time. Uh, I also had her on my list, like you had, because I thought it was a nice little AI experiment. Because if I could have Scarlett Johansson as my voice,
1: I would totally do that. Yeah, let's Yes. Let's think on that for a minute. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so there you have it. We think it's good. I would love to find your guys' thoughts and, and, and movies that you guys out there in Kybercast audience world have found on Netflix. Maybe you can hit us up on social media and tell us which ones you think we should watch. Michael, how can they
1: talk to us through social media? Well, you can find us on Facebook, of course. Look for the KyberCast. You can find us on Twitter, at KyberCast. Or you can find us on Instagram, once again, at KyberCast.
0: That's really good branding. Well done. As always, you can... give their our branding because it's yeah. so good. If you really want to help out uh, the podcast, I would hope you could leave a review or better yet, even just share it with a friend. Again, you know, the more shares, it's the best way to uh, grow this audience. We thank everybody for, you know listening if it was your first time we hope you enjoyed it if it's not your first time we hope you share it and we really thank you for listening michael anything you want to say before we are done with this wonderful episode of netflix and chill
1: yeah just going to reiterate what you said hit us up with you what you think if you like this episode let us know we're considering doing one for amazon prime uh, maybe one for disney plus it all depends if you guys thought this was something worth doing maybe we'll do that next let us know. Cool. That's all I got.
0: Cool, man. With that being said, thanks for listening, and we'll catch you next time.
1: I have spoken. What a piece of junk!
0: Boring conversation, anyway.